It's Travel Tuesday. I'm back in the pod. And today, we are going to Argentina. First of all, my apologies for being a bit absent lately, but I was traveling. That's the only way I can create content. So, by reposting a bit more frequently. I'm also on YouTube, so if sometime you hear me referring to the word video during this podcast, it's because the same content is being posted on YouTube now. Welcome, bienvenido. In this video, I'll take you through a debrief of my adventure in Argentina. I'll share travel tips, tricks, and answer a common question about traveling as a solo black woman in Argentina. Was it racist? This topic is close to my heart, so um, stay tuned. If it's your first time here, I'm Marlene, and my passion is finding hip things to do abroad and inspiring you to travel differently. You can check on the travel playlist. But most important content of the day is here. Before we dive in, I've included chapters below if you want to skip to a specific topic. And um, if you have trouble understanding my accent, don't worry. I've added closed caption as well. We will start with the logistic of getting to Argentina. I was flying from London. Flying from here can be quite expensive. So my first travel tip is to always add a layover and fly to a city that is other than the capital or to fly to a neighborhood country. So in this case, I flew from London to Sao Paulo in Brazil because of actually Sao Paulo is a business hub in South America. And flying there, getting there on a Saturday morning saved me a lot of money. I will admit that this type of strategies requires some energy. But I'm a certified fly hacker, so <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> so I left London 6 p.m. the night before. I had a layover in Frankfurt. And then I took an 11-hour flight to Sao Paulo. From there, I caught another three-hour flight to Buenos Aires at around 10 a.m. I landed at 5 a.m. and left at 10 a.m. The long transfer time is because of security procedure and the long, it's such a long corridor to walk in uh, in Sao Paulo, a few terminals. So I always advise, if you can, travel with end luggage, end luggage only. But beware of German airlines. They can be very strict with luggage size and weight. There's always the, valid, the, the luggage police there. Once you land in Argentina, you need data. And uh, for the data, I always use eSIM to stay connected. I use an app called iRelo. You can find the link in the description below. You can also get a discount code. Win-win. In terms of money, never in any circumstances exchange money at the airport or withdraw cash from the ATM in Argentina, you will get a terrible exchange rate. Like Argentina has two exchange rates due to, to some government rules and um, high level in inflation. So what most people do, they use the blue, the blue dollar rate um, because prices change daily. The best way to get is through a cambio or Western Union. So the, uh, you can bring U.S. dollar, euros, or pounds. So, for example, the official exchange rate for dollar to pesos is 245 pesos to the dollar. But if you go into the blue dollar rate market, you get to 395 pesos. And the same goes for the pound. The equivalent of the pound is 500 pesos, which stretch my money quite further. So you can also pay by card. Visa, 
MasterCard, they offer similar rate as the blue rate. However, in restaurant, I probably advise to I advise you to pay with cash because they give you a 10% discount if you give them cash. Paying um, with credit card makes more sense at hotels because um, if you pay by cash, you will have to pay the 25, 21% VIT. But if you pay by card, as a foreigner, you don't get charged for that. And on top of the blue dollar rate, so is your hotel room is almost half price. My, uh, my total budget for hotels, tours, and transportation, including two internal flights, came to a reasonable 800 pounds. So not too bad at all. To get around Argentina, you can fly or take overnight buses. Bus, buses are safer and comfortable. If you prefer, you can also rent a car. But sharing the cost of a car with a group is ideal. So if you're not, uh, if you're a solo traveler, to so just take the, the public transport within town, you can take buses during the day. You can buy a ticket very easily at the bus, uh, the bus station. There's buses every 30 minutes to every hour. It's super convenient and fast. They also have luggage storage. So if you, for example, you're in a place for a day, you can just leave it there, go visit and come back, get your bus. In big city like Buenos Aires, you have Uber and uh, they also have the metro system. Subtip, you use a rechargeable card uh, to, 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 to pay for it. So now let's talk about my 16-day itinerary. So um, on the first day, I um, arrived in Rurui, San Salvador de Rurui. I arrived there in the evening and uh, explore a bit the, in the next morning. Rurui is the starting point to explore the northern region of Argentina. From Rurui, I took a taxi to Tilcara. And Tilcara was actually my base for visiting the, 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 the mountain. So the famous attraction there are Pumamarca is well known for its hills of seven colors. And uh, you have also Ornocal in Umawaka, which is known for its hill of 14 colors. So if you have the energy, you can also add an excursion to Salinas Grande, the soul flat, but it takes a lot of time. So it's going to be a long day if you add that into the itinerary. On day five, so all this from day two to day four. On day five, I traveled by bus from Tilcara to Cafachate. The bus ride took about seven hours of stunning scenery. So I'm pretty tired that night. I had a nice meal, nice empanadas. Cafachate is well known for um, his wine. It's the second biggest wine region in Argentina. So you have Cafachate and Mendoza, Cafachate being the cheapest one. Day six, I spent the day drinking wine with a friend that I met there. The good thing about Cafachate is quite small. You can walk around town pretty easily and go to different estancias. Or you can also rent a bike and uh, ride 20 minutes to visit winery a bit in the, in the surrounding of town. Another activity that Cafachate is well known for is to cycle the Route 68. So this is what I did on day seven. I rent a bicycle and, uh, and cycle 47 kilometers from Gargenta del Diablo back to Cafachate. And what you do actually, you take a bus from Cafachate to Gargenta del Diablo and then you cycle back. So that was turning. I linked the video in the description as well. Totally recommend the activity. 
Or if you have a car, you can rent a car for a day and don't cycle. Day eight, Kafashati. I will say that if you leave Kafashati on the weekend and you want to take an early bus back to Salta, you have to book the space the day before because I tried to do it last minute and it was a big mistake. So um, I had to wait another four hours to be able to catch a bus that day, which I wasted, day, uh, wasted the day and I couldn't see Salta, uh, much of Salta because on the next day, which is now day nine, um, I had to, to go to, uh, to, to Buenos Aires. Then I spent four days in Buenos Aires, which is, was my latest video. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. It was amazing, good food, good vibe, met a few friends, just the city life. And then um, day 14 to 16, this was a time where I went to Iguazo Falls, one of the seven wonders of the world, and uh, it was amazing. So the, I just want to go back into this itinerary. You can switch today the round as you wish. And I also really recommend to actually end in Buenos Aires. But the only reason why I um, put Iguazia at the end is because I was flying back to London from Brazil, so it was making more sense. Iguazu falls are the border of Brazil. So um, you can do one day visiting the waterfalls on the Argentinian side. Then you cross the, the border and you visit Brazil and then off to Sao Paulo, then off to London. But if you are flying in and out of Argentina, I will fly directly from Salta to Iguazu. There's a direct flight. It's an hour and 20 minute flight. Do two days there. And then fly back to Buenos Aires and end the trip in a more relaxed way. So now it's time to address the big question. Is Argentina racist? You know, when it comes to traveling as a black person, there can be some concern and insecurities fueled by the way the media portrays, portrays us. But I can assure you, my aim in this channel is to inspire people from all around the world and all background to explore the world without fear. And in fact, I face a challenge when traveling. I face a challenge through all my life, even here on YouTube. I can see, uh, I can face the same challenges and insecurity. When I look at my analytics and I see a drop in the views when my face appears in the video, I'm like, mm, this is the moment where most of people have been, uh, have been dropping. That's a bit strange. So to combat this insecurity of mine and feel more confident in my content creation, I'm putting my face on every single thumbnail going forward. So then I'll be confident that the right audience will be watching my videos. And that's just the way it is. So now let's address the elephant in the room, racism. I have experienced it during my 15 years of globetrotting. Of course I did. Surprisingly, even in countries that you wouldn't expect. However, today the focus is Argentina, and I'm really glad to say that it was a totally different experience there. People in Argentina, they just own their, mind, their own business. There's like some curiosity, there were like some curiosity about, oh, why are you vlogging? Where are you from, etc. But they will say that to any tourist. And of course, I had like some children like staring at me, giggling and but all you can do, that's just kids and they will mature at some point. Also, men will sometimes be a bit flirty and stuff. But this is for any 
foreign woman in a foreign country where they'd never seen a woman like this before. So caution just need you just need to be cautious about this kind of thing as a woman. And in terms of race, it was only mentioned one as I say, like kids. Uh, there's a little girl, she was a bit confused about me. Why do I speak Spanish and French and just curious like this? And her mom was like, oh, sorry, because we were coming from a, a small town and we'd never have foreigners there. But I was like, yeah, that's fine. And then subscribe to my channel, add with me on Instagram. So no issue like that. So overall, Argentinian were super friendly, open-minded and super welcoming. But I'm interested, so leave in the comment if you experience anything differently or if you live there as a black person and you have different experiences. But I'm giving this video, my perspective in this video is as a traveler and as a black traveler, there's no issue whatsoever. So please go, please go to Argentina. It's a very beautiful and fascinating, diverse country. There's so much to explore. The landscape is just magnificent. It's just breathtaking. I, uh, I didn't even go to Patagonia, which is even apparently the better, like the landscape in Patagonia is even crazier. It's definitely, I will go back to Argentina and do Patagonia for a couple of weeks. I would say Argentina is almost a travel of paradise. And I say almost because in terms of accommodation, I was not too impressed. I really like boutique design, hotel, like hospitality is a big thing for me because that's the, the goal of my brand is hip abroad. And it was really hard to find hip places outside of Buenos Aires. Like Buenos Aires was exceptional. You can find fantastic, fantastic hotel, beautiful restaurant. It's really the vibe that I'm trying to convey. But also, it's also good to, the goal of traveling to see another culture is also to to see uh, to live like a local and go to local places. And another thing that also <laughs> was surprising for me was the breakfast. So in every single hotel, I was shocked that uh, breakfast they didn't have any protein. So it was only cakes, juice, like everything very sweet. So it was a bit bizarre. Personally, I like fasting in the morning anyway, so it wasn't a big deal for me. But um, if you are health conscious and you like your protein in the morning, something is a bit of a cultural difference you, you need to get used to. That's it. That's uh, my summary about my experience in Argentina. But thanks a lot for watching this video and joining me in this conversation. If you, want, if you enjoyed it and uh, want to be part of the Hyperbrook community, don't forget to subscribe. It means a lot to me. Please remember that the world is meant to be explored and we need to break all these stereotypes one trip at a time. Until next time, and live inspired. <laughs>